0: Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives.
1: We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show.
0: show. Hello, everybody. What's up? Happy? Hello. What day is it today? Today's Monday. Oh my gosh. How was your weekend, Andy?
1: It was really nice. I, I am out of
0: um, isolation. Woo! Yeah, I was gonna say, I heard you're officially COVID free.
1: I'm COVID free. COVID free is the way to be.
0: What did you learn in your isolation? I feel like uh, <sighs> it was a personal, you were in a cocoon. I
1: was in a cocoon. I learned that the house is bigger when you're out of isolation. Yes. Which is funny. I just kept saying that like, oh my God, it's so much bigger down here. <laughs> Um, I also learned that uh, what we're going to talk about today, which is it's so much easier to be um, like all about yourself and doing your mantras and, you know, focusing on yourself when you are not around other people.
0: That's true. That's definitely true. Other people, man, they're always the problem, aren't they? <laughs> always the problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're always in my way. Yeah.
0: I mean, that is like the um, the number one thing we talk about, right in this work, it's like my brother, my mother, my friend, my boss, my mm-hmm. you know daughter, my what my boyfriend, my husband, whatever. It's yeah. always about other people, isn't it? because other people are the ones that are reflecting back to us things that we don't like about ourselves. For, um, for sure. Yeah, and things that are unhealed in in ourselves, and so it's really hard to. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it seems like it's definitely much easier to maintain your spiritual center. Let's say, yes, when you don't I have like the that. other people around. Yeah, however, the other
1: people around make it more fun. Going yeah,
0: on. and you grow more when other people are around. Like you, it's That's hard true. to grow when you're just in your spiritual center all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a lot more dreams lately. A lot more dreams.
0: I I have had I have dreamt that I've been at my wedding every single night for the past like four months, four nights. Oh, I love that. But it's I think it's just you're making noise when you're doing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all good.
1: I Amby's, thought you we were still talking about your dream, and I was like, oh.
0: No, no, no. That's no, interesting.
1: No. <laughs> you're making noise in your dream. Good for you.
0: No, totally. You're um, you're just practicing for our next ASMR episode.
1: Yes, I really like tactile sensations, and so yes. I really like the graininess of my desk. But I will have a little thing, and I will play with that thing.
0: Somewhere. Oh, awesome! Wait, what were your dreams about?
1: Um, I had a dream. It was really weird. I had a dream. <laughs> it was like kissing people goodnight, like. <laughs>
0: Like, grown adults. Yes, like, good night, good night. Yes! <laughs> like,
1: like, it was very strange. It was, like, tucking people in, like, people from the retreats and stuff.
0: Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to say who
1: it was, but it was very weird.
0: It sounds like mothering. It was very
1: mothering. And then, like, I also had a dream. In the same dream, we were in, like, Super Mario Brothers. I don't know, man. Oh. And there was, like, some kind of competition, I did have a dream about Disney World. It's That was last night. And this morning, my son was like, I dreamt about Disney World. And I was like, what is happening? Um, I had a dream. I was mad at my oldest child. Um, I've had a lot of weird dreams. I had, there was another one that I had that I was like, what the heck was that about? Um, <laughs> I talked to my husband about it and I don't remember now. But yeah, it's been, ever since your wedding, it's been like, Really,
0: like, every night. Amazing dreams. Yeah. Interesting. I, the funny thing about my wedding dreams is that it's, like, kind of like I'm at a different wedding each time, but I know it's my wedding. It's, it's like, a different yeah. version of the wedding. Like, one time it was, like, a concert wedding. We, we were, like, putting on a show, like, at a stadium with people. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. Let's but but I, I was thinking about it. I was, like, you know what it just feels like? The wedding represents just, like, coming together with people. It's mm. not about really the wedding. It's about, like, wanting to be... Maybe that's what it's about. It's like wanting to be with people, you know. Yeah,
1: that's what my dream might have been about for sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, like Disney?
1: Yeah, like all of them just wanting to be with people. Like, yeah, because um, the one where I was like mothering everybody and like kissing them on the forehead goodnight, that one was people from the retreat. So yes. th- that was definitely like wanting to be with people again.
0: Yeah, totally. So. Totally. It's hard, man. It, it it's it's definitely I remember when the pandemic first started and I was like I was like bragging. I was like, "I got this, you guys. I am a pro at this, you guys." And now I finally hit the point where I'm like, and I knew it would come where I'm like, "No, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be with people. I don't want to do any of this anymore. I've
1: changed my mind on twenty twenty, and I yes. no longer wish to do this. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> this was fun for now, but I'm done. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what are we talking about today?
1: I don't know. I got lost. We're topic. talking about
0: <laughs> We're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about putting yourself first. Yes.
1: Putting and yourself first.
0: Yeah. And so one of the ways that that was coming up for you, Ambie, you were saying you were quarantined, right? And you found it mm-hmm. much easier to put yourself first, which mm-hmm. maybe was the reason that it all happened.
1: You know what? Because last night I was making dinner and, like, I was getting really frustrated. Because I, I had probably a legitimate panic attack last night to the point, like, I've never had the sensation. Um, making dinner. Just yeah. Nothing just nothing. I was making dinner and, um, I was making chicken pot pie from scratch because like, why not? I don't know. I felt like you haven't done it in a while. So we're going to go all out. And it's like <laughs> one of the harder recipes that I make. Mm. And so I was making that cause you have to add, like, I made like a homemade chicken broth and like all that. It doesn't matter. So I'm making everything. And, um, and at the same time, my little my little girl decides that she's going to make chocolate chip cookies. So now I've got the two babies making chocolate chip cookies, which is not a good situation because, like God help them, they're just trying so hard. But I don't have enough <laughs> arms to, like, oversee everybody. Yeah. And then we, with chicken pot pie, instead of, like, a pie crust, we put homemade biscuits on top. Damn, s- I know, girl. I know. When are
0: you gonna cook for me? I all this food. And so, so anyway,
1: so Riley is my oldest kid's making the the biscuits, and Alex is just my husband. He's just sitting in the office, and literally, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> And I just like why? Can I just say I'm shocked? I can't.
0: I am shocked that you don't have a graphic tee that says I'm done. Like (laughs) that you have so many graphic tees that say such great shit, but like not one that says I'm done, which is like probably the thing I've heard you say most in the entire time of knowing you. I'm done.
1: I need one. That would be a good gift. Anyway, um, so I just walk out into the garage, and I'm literally like like I'm literally my chest hurts. I feel like I can't breathe. Oh my God. I am literally thinking this is a heart attack, but then I'm like, this is a panic attack, a panic attack, calm down. And I'm trying to distract myself because that's what you're supposed to do. I'm focusing on my breathing, telling myself I'm going to be okay. And my husband is like, what's going on? And I'm like, it's just too many people. It's just too much. You know what I mean? Like I need to be integrated slowly. And I didn't work. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. just too much. And so uh, I did that. And now I'm starting to get resentful and mad because I've literally made this huge mess in the kitchen and I made dinner. And now I'm thinking I've got to clean it up and I've got to do all this by myself and blah 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 instead of just asking for help. And so I put the kids to bed and I come back down and he's cleaned the whole kitchen. And I was like, good job oh. Alex. I know. Right. Yeah. And I didn't ask him to, and he just did it. And I was like, all right, you don't need to be angry. Like it's okay. Yeah. But it's nice. One, like it taught me communicate. If you feel like you want help ask for help because people don't just read your mind. Right. Yeah. There's no need to panic. I feel like I definitely need to work on boundaries with my kids because I so desperately don't want to like, hurt their feelings or, you know, get their disapproval in any way that I don't have good boundaries set in place with them, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Because you want to be available to them. You you don't, you never want them to feel rejected or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, but that, but that doesn't, they don't know those boundaries. Right. And so, especially with like not going to school this year, they need to learn those social cues.
0: Totally. And I think, We've talked about boundaries quite a bit on this podcast, and I think we've had some guests on here who've said some really interesting things about boundaries. But the one thing that I'm learning about boundaries, I actually gave a presentation on boundaries in our mastermind. So fancy. And part of that was to explain that oftentimes I think we think of boundaries as, okay, this is here to keep other people out, right? But really it's also a way to keep keep me feeling safe and also keep – it's a way for everyone to feel safe. The boundary Mm -hmm. just helps people know the rules. It doesn't necessarily have to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm building a fort um, or I'm building like a fortress so that like you cannot come in. It's saying like, this is what's expected. And I actually, I've had a lot of uh, tapping clients recently. They they often tend to come in themes. Um, They all kind of have similar issues or similar personalities. Mm -hmm. And recently the personality I've been getting are people who... um, uh, they like to know exactly what's expected of them so that they can feel safe. Because if they know what's expected, then they know they can accomplish it or not. It's not this vague, like, I'm not sure what to do here. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about it like that, like, people like to feel like they did it. People like to feel like I'm doing Mm -hmm. what I should be doing. I'm in alignment. And I think boundaries actually really help both you and other people understand what's expected and so people can feel successful you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that it teaches people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. And I think if people know what is expected of, of you, then it helps them say, okay, cool. I align with that or I don't align with that. Um, but the other thing is that this isn't occurring to me like intuitively, um, children that don't have a lot of structure and boundaries, can have anxiety older when they become older, and I feel like I've dealt with so many of my childhood issues that this is like the one that was underneath, underneath, underneath mm-hmm. that is starting to come up too. You know, yeah. So, so that's good. That's good growth. Good reflection. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so there's that.
0: Well, I also feel like you going into your own personal quarantine within your house, it was like a way for you to kind of go to the other end of what you've been experiencing where like normally you take on so much of yourself, right? You don't put yourself first in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, You're, like you said, with your kids and you, you kind of are always taking on all the responsibility. And you've now been in this experience where again it's that if anyone was around at this time where when you lost your phone, you might not be able to get it back right away. It it wasn't an instant like Amazon order or anything like that. It was like and this happened to me many times in college where I, I like broke my phone or I lost my phone and it was became clear like, yo, you're not getting this, you're not getting a new phone for like four days, five days. And at first it was like the worst two hours of my life. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait I'm not, I'm not responsible for anything. I can't, mm. you can't ask me to do anything. And it was the mm-hmm. most freeing thing for people to be like, can you look up? I don't have my phone. Could you call? I don't have my phone. Sorry. And eventually it was just this light feeling of I can do anything. I can go anywhere. Cause I, I have no expectations upon me. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that you've kind of gone to, you were at one extreme, then you went into this quarantine and went in kind of into another extreme where it's like, no one could ask you to do the things that you've always done because you, you can't. Like, you you aren't interacting. So it was a chance also for your family to figure out how to operate without you there, you know, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, something that has been like in the works, right? And now it's like you coming back in and learning how to, okay, how do I integrate so that this is all more balanced? We all have kind of learned and grown from this. Now, how do I kind of integrate where I'm still a part of this family, right? And I still have my functions and my purpose and my connection, but I have my time for me too.
1: Yeah. And I feel like when it's interesting, there's like a couple dynamics of being here, but not being here. And yeah. then there's also the dynamic of like, when I come back, okay, mom's here. See ya. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Nope, Nope. I don't, I don't like that actually. This doesn't feel good to me. So it's, it's interesting. Um, but I will say that it's easier to have you know your pattern and your your repetition without people around, but it's not as much fun, obviously. Yeah. And also, um, you know, people just give you shit back. They really do. God bless them. <laughs> they don't mean to. And I give people shit back too. Like when, when my husband's like, "This is what we're doing today," and I'm like, "No, it's not. No." <laughs> It's not. You just ruin the whole person's idea of what's yeah. going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: but I think that's boundary testing too. Like, <laughs> sometimes I like to do that with my husband. It's still so odd for me to say. I like to do that with him because, like, it's fun. I like to, like, push against his boundaries and be, like, figure out when he's going to push back. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's, it's fun. I do. It's exploratory. And it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, by the way, Rachel Marie on Facebook Live says, Hey, ladies, I've been wondering when you do these lives. I'm sneaking on while at work. Hey, Rachel. Ooh, Rachel.
1: I like it. Sad Hello.
0: Um, let's see. Tammy has been commenting. Hi, Tammy. <sighs> Tammy says, when you know who you really are, you feel the conviction of the boundary enforcement. It's not even a question at that point. You know what you need and it's not negotiable. Until I knew myself, I could not enforce boundaries. Yes, Amby. Oh my God. I had no structure or boundaries growing up. You just blew my mind.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: Melissa. Mind blown today. <laughs> Melissa Glendingen says, hello. Good job being aware without losing it completely and letting go of resentment.
1: Girl, I didn't say I didn't lose it completely. <laughs> Never said that. (laughs) Friday night, I had a whole meltdown, whole breakdown. I literally, I'm so dramatic. I literally sat in the doorway of my room. Yeah. I'm laughing at myself. My kids are on the other side, six feet away. I've got my mask on, they've got their mask on, and I'm hysterically crying. And I'm like, I just want to hold you. And they're just looking at me like, I'm such a weirdo. And my husband's like, it's okay, calm down. And I'm thinking this is going to go on another week. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just miss my babies. And he's like, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, you don't know, it's going to be fine. Shut up. And like, I lost it. And then I got my results back, so.
0: Yeah, so maybe you needed to. I was just thinking as you were telling that story, I was like, oh, like, I feel like that's actually a big development for you. Because I feel like in the past you would have, like, held it in. It feels like you're just, like, you're just feeling it and letting it flow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that
0: reflection. Thank you. Totally. I also had, like, a meltdown this weekend because I – well, it wasn't a meltdown like that, but it was my version of a meltdown where I just, like – like, I just get so triggered that I just start, like, Yelling, and um, and I haven't had that experience in a long time. But basically, it was, and it's interesting to see what triggered both of these experiences because for you, it was like feeling alone or like feeling like I don't know, you couldn't be with your kids, Mm -hmm. couldn't be with your family, or you you had to be yeah alone. Maybe I don't know. You'll tell me. But with me, it was that I'd hurt somebody because. My mm-hmm. husband and I, we always, like, scare each other in my apartment. That's just, like, what we like to do because it's funny and we always laugh and, like, scare the shit out of each other. It's a good and, time. Like, we'll jump out in front of each other and, like, behind doors and stuff. And um, and uh, anyway, on Friday I did that and I got him good. And he hit his hand on the door handle, this, like, metal door handle that, like, sticks out, like, kind of pointy. And he hit it really hard on the top of his hand and he was, like, really hurt. Like his Like, he felt mm-hmm. really hurt. His hand wasn't broken or anything, but it could have been fractured. I don't know. and uh, Or, like, bruised really bad. Yeah, I think probably. it was, like, really bruised bad. Yeah. And, you know, the top of your hand is, like, very thin skin. Yeah. So it, and you use your hand a lot. So, um. So anyway, he was hurt, and I was, like, trying to, like, make it better. Because, you know, you feel so bad when, like, even when it's an accident, you've kind of contributed to hurting someone. It just this is a terrible feeling. And I felt so out of control and so, like, upset that I couldn't fix the situation. And I genuinely didn't need to do that, obviously. Like, was just playing around as usual. And um, and then it carried on into the next day. And I just, like, had a total meltdown at this person who was hurt. I was, like – I just – I was – it triggered me. It triggered me so much because I just felt like I – I, like I said, I was not in control and I just wanted it to be out of my vision. I didn't want to, I didn't want this to be in our reality anymore because it made me so Mm. uncomfortable. I couldn't do anything to fix it, you know? Like, in reality, what was it? It was just a bruised hand. It wasn't nothing. We weren't going to the hospital. We didn't need a cast or anything. But that's what was so uncomfortable is that I had to let him just go through his process of like not feeling comfortable and healing on its own, right? So, Mm. It's just – it's very interesting, I think – well, anyway, so I, like, had this whole, like, I just – you know, I was just like, oh, I don't like this, and I'm triggered. And I felt ridiculous that, like, I was, like – I was having that moment in front of someone who was, like, physically – he was just, like, I'm just hurting. I'm sorry, you know? But <laughs> – <laughs> It's
1: not funny. Oh, my goodness.
0: But, you know, I think – um I think it was a reminder to me, and this has been coming up a lot in my reality, which is why I thought this would be an interesting addition to putting yourself first, is like, you know, sometimes things are going to happen to people around you that Mm -hmm. is part of their process. You know, it's part of their journey. It's part, Even as as small as like hitting your your hand and bruising your hand on something, right? And it's just uncomfortable to something much bigger, right? Like there's going to be things that people in our life experience that might feel like we as the empaths and as the healers and as the awakened ones, whatever you want to call it, uh, that we should be able to fix. And especially if you've been used to doing that all your life or you've been in codependent relationships all your life, which I've definitely been in a lot of codependent relationships when I was younger. My mom was in the hospital. My dad was like my only caretaker around for a little bit. And, uh, you know, there definitely is some piece of me that is always feeling like I got to make sure this one person is okay, because if they're not okay, then something's going to happen to me. I'm not okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's very uncomfortable for anything to be wrong with anyone around me. Like, well, especially like my person, right? So, um, So anyway, what I realized through this trigger coming up was like, you know what, though? Like, you can't control it. And you have to let people go through their process. And just because you let someone go through their own pain or their own struggle or their own challenge, it doesn't mean anything bad's going to happen. It doesn't mean you're going to be abandoned. It's possible. It just means, like, they are going through this. And and you don't have to take on the responsibility. It doesn't help anyone for you to take on the responsibility Um, In fact, it tends to, I feel like, just make it worse and make it go on longer because you're Mm -hmm. now amplifying this energy and this idea of like, I did something, I did something. And it it just kind of magnifies all around. And so I feel like the best thing, you know – well, it's just a reminder. It's just a reminder that like I think a lot of us who listen to this podcast or are part of this community, we're so sensitive and we also really want to make sure that people around us are okay. And so it can be extremely hard to let people have their own experience. But the quicker that we can remind ourselves, it's not my responsibility to heal this person. It's possible that I'm safe even mm-hmm. if this person is having a negative experience and I can just, you know, hold my ground and hold the space for them to have this experience the quicker things will move through. And I think the better off everyone will be. Definitely.
1: But that's that. I think that takes continual reminding, you know, and it's definitely not something to beat yourself up about if you don't do it correctly the first hundred times.
0: Totally. Because it's been programmed for so long. I mean, it's just such a like survival thing. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been working on this for a while. And like I said, I, ju- I still had a freak out over it the other day. Yeah. But the freak, but the freak out lasted way quicker or way mm-hmm. shorter. Yeah. It was like five minutes that I like really freaked out. And then I started to calm down and then I kind of like forgot about it. And then I felt better later on and stronger later on. And so um, – Melissa says, "Rub arnica. What's arnica? I've never heard of that. On it, I hit the top of my hand really, really hard on the ceiling fan two weeks ago, and it helped so much. What is arnica?
1: What were you doing on the ceiling fan? I have so many
0: questions. <laughs> Maybe she was cleaning something.
1: Mm, that's true. I, All right, or, or yeah, I don't know. Touche.
0: Yeah, but um, I don't know
1: why. I just imagined her like
0: oh, really tall. Like, oops, <laughs> she could be really tall." She could or really if the tall. fan could be really low. We don't know.
1: That we seems know. like a dangerous game.
0: Yeah. Um, but I think overall, the point here is it's a really important time to put yourself first and put and detach from the responsibility or the accountability of other people. Just because you're putting yeah. yourself first and you're investing in your own like uh, groundedness or your own time for yourself or your own whatever it is, it does not mean you don't care about other people. It actually, in a way, is the ultimate caring about people because you taking care of yourself and taking time for yourself ensures that you will have energy and space and uh, the ability to care for others if needed.
1: I think everybody should self-isolate for like –
0: I don't know, three days if you can. Yeah. I think it's real great. I feel like you learned a lot. You grew into I a, did. an amazing person. I mean, you are <laughs> Thank <a
1: divorced>. you. <laughs> you no, had. now I'm meditating. So <laughs> it's excellent. Just do that on the weekends now, though.
0: Melissa says she was shaking out a blanket in the loft. Oh, in the loft.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Okay,
0: okay. She says, I can see that. It's a homeopathic ointment. It's at the grocery store, Arnica. Ooh. Okay, okay. I'll Thank you, Melissa. That's exciting. I'll check it out. I'll check it out.
1: Tiger Mom works really well, too, Maybe for bruises and things
0: like that. Maybe it's similar. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we ahead. digress. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that taking time for yourself is important and letting go of that responsibility. And I think especially, like, mothers – we have so much pressure on ourselves to be responsible. And I know I put a lot of pressure on myself to make, and I joke around about like, Oh, you know, fuck those kids or whatever the case may be. But I think anybody that knows me knows that I genuinely love my children. Yeah. So, and I put an enormous amount of pressure on myself to make sure that I'm a good mom or that I'm the right mom. And in actuality, like, there is no like good mom or right mom. They're just right. going to, they're going to interpretate, interpretate, interpret the information the way that they see it. So
0: yeah. Yeah. You have to be the, you have to be the, the best. It. <laughs> you have to be the best mom that y- you want to, or the mom, you have to be the version of yourself that you want to be. That's the whole thing right. is like, and this goes back to real quick, this other piece of this, which I was talking to one of our clients about is like. A lot of us, I think, we don't want to rock the boat, right, with Mm -hmm. any relationships, with anyone in our lives for the exact same reason. It's that codependent thing. We want to make sure this other person or these other people are okay. Um, So we don't – just what you were saying about your kids, you don't want them to feel like you're not there for them or like uh, you're rejecting them or anything like that. You want them to feel your love because you love them so much. That being said, like there are times when you need your space and there are times when you you need certain things that like – and so I feel like there's a lot of people that don't want to rock the boat. I've been one of these people. Um, and in doing so, we create this like crazy power dynamic imbalance within our relationships mm. because yeah. we're just trying to do everything to make sure this other person isn't suffering at all and we don't cause any trouble. However, what ends up happening is like that person ends up or those other people end up eh, – there's a lot of resentment I think that breeds on both ends because like that mm-hmm. person doesn't like you acting that way in a lot of ways they or they could actually end up turning into a victim mentality because it's kind of like you're treating them like that already. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's how they get attention from you. Like it's all it's all a learned behavior. It's really interesting like how we work as human beings, but you're right. Yeah. I love that that concept and that idea that you just shared because it's true. Um And even uh, like with my, with my kids, if we're going to use this example, I can, I think it's really healthy to tell them like, no, you've really, you've made me really sad right now. Mm -hmm. Like no, or no, I don't want to play right now. Why don't you want to play right now? Because they just don't feel like it Mm -hmm. because that's the reality that like when you deal with other human beings, it's not on your schedule. You know what I mean? They're going to have things that you don't like and I feel like what I tend to do is bottle it up and bottle it up and then I explode. Right. And it's like, why are you exploding about not making rice correctly? Well, I'm actually not exploding about that, but now I don't have the emotional intelligence to tell you it's all these other things built up, you know?
0: Right. It really was about like the 50 things that happened before that you didn't talk about, but now it's a confusing message to them because they're like, yeah, totally. And- yeah. Or even my
1: husband, like this morning, he, um, not like right away, but we were talking and he kept getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> and I was like, I just need you to step back. And he's like, why? And I was like, I, I just need space. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you why. I don't have a reason. I just need you to take a step back. And he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like that anxiety of him coming forward, I was just like, oh, Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like there needs to be some kind of slow integration back in society.
0: I also just want to say one more thing about this, about like not wanting to rock the boat is like, I think like so many times we don't want to, we don't do things in an attempt. We don't express ourselves, right? We don't stand up for ourselves or express ourselves Mm -hmm. in an attempt to keep the peace and not rock the boat because we think that that's what's going to, Uh, help our relationships and in actuality that's what starts to deteriorate the relationships because as we do that like there's also a level of respect that's lost for ourselves and by the other person like I've noticed this in certain dynamics is like that that you you think you're keeping that other person happy but they're looking at that there's respect kind of lost all around for our like I said for ourselves by the other people Mm -hmm. because you're not being who you are you're not being who you are. And so in actuality, rocking the boat, that actually causes an immense amount of respect, self-respect, respect respect from other people because you are saying, yeah, I am going to rock the boat because this is my truth. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it's not just to keep you happy. This is just like you said. I'm not going to pretend like I want to play just because it'll make you happy. I'm going to tell you what it is, which is I don't feel like it right now. And so we can level on that. Mm -hmm. and. I just think it's an important message to get out there um and that actually rocking the boat can really heal a lot of things um and that's kind of what hap- what's happening in our world right now you know yeah
1: rocking the boat is doing my husband just made a funny face as he walked past my <laughs> um yeah rocking the boat is bringing out a lot of shit but it's all in our country in our world but it's also opening up our eyes to a lot of things that we need to see. And that is amplified in our homes. Mm -hmm. 100%. I've never had this many readings where people are like, I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm not happy in my house. I'm not happy with the people I live with because of the fact that we're forced to really look at that now. Yeah. So
0: and it doesn't mean if you're not happy in your marriage or you're not happy in your home or you're not happy whatever, it doesn't mean that that has to be over. It just means that yeah. like you might need to rock the boat a little bit because exactly. you're not you have not been authentic. You've just been moving on in your life like whatever, I'll deal with that later or whatever, I'll just pretend it's okay when it's not. And that doesn't help anyone. So it's not to say that if you're in a situation that makes you unhappy, it doesn't mean you have to leave. It doesn't mean, maybe you will, but it doesn't mean that. It means there's work that needs to be done. And the work that needs to be done is you expressing your authentic self. Even if things get a little choppy for a little bit, it will ultimately be for the good of everyone. So
1: Mm -hmm. well said.
0: Amen. All right. All right. Um, Well, I think that's all for today. Um, If you like this content and if you wanted to interact more with our community, we have a Patreon account um, where we have uh, really cool... Meetings with s- smaller groups of listeners, and we do channelings every week with the Arc Nine. Um, we do uh, energy updates. We do moon circles. I think there's moon, moon circles. C- I think there's a moon circle coming up like tomorrow or something. Ooh, we- that's exciting with Leah. Leah, Leah I love Leah that. Um, so we have a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, and if you want to join our top tier, there's you can get a private reading with Ambrosia, an EFT session with me, and the channeling and all of the other stuff below that um, every month for a discounted rate from what it would be if you booked with us separately. So mm-hmm. check it out. Ambi. you have anything else you want to share? I like that Canadian
1: accent check you just had. Check it out. Um, check it out. No. Uh, so if you're listening on Monday, I am going to do my live Facebook, Instagram, TikTok readings tomorrow night, starting at 830 Eastern, going until 10. And if you're listening, that's Tuesday night. Hang, Come hang out with me. Get a reading. It'll be fun. Um, and that is it.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, we love you all so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Hi, everybody.